0: Hey, gang. Happy New Year. I'm excited for this year. Is anyone else? Only one problem. Uh, yesterday, I wrote 2019 on a piece of paper, and I'm not sure what my brain was thinking, so I guess it needs to wake up a little bit. Um I have an awesome guest for you today, which I'll talk more about in a minute, but wanted to share that the plan is to bring on a new guest, a new leader, a wonderful person every other week in 2023. I'm excited and I hope you are too. All right. Thank you for listening. Let's jump in. Welcome to another Tuesday Morning with Justin. I'm Justin Futrell, Benefits Advisor at True North Companies, and I'm excited to be here today with Andrew Bruns, also known as the Brunsonator. Well, hey. Hey,
1: thank you, Justin. (laughs) Good to be here, dude. (laughs) This
0: is year three of Andrew being on the show and helping us educate people on health savings accounts. If you are on a high deductible health plan and have a health savings account, also known as an HSA, you'll want to hear this conversation. Andrew Bruns is the head of enterprise sales at Lively, an awesome HSA provider that keeps it simple, a platform that makes it easy for people to use their health savings account. Andrew, let's start by jumping into a rapid fire Of what you can and can't use a health savings account for. Okay. Put me to the test, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Prescriptions at a pharmacy. Yes. All right. How about over the counters like ibuprofen or Advil? Yeah. Uh,
1: Due to the CARES Act. So the answer is yes to that. And you don't need a doctor's prescription uh, to buy those over the counters anymore due to
0: the CARES Act. Wow. Even like Mucinex as we get into flu season, Mucinex and all that stuff.
1: That's right. That's right. All that, all that, all that stuff in the (laughs) nose, all that stuffy stuff, right?
0: All the stuffy stuff. No pun intended. Okay. How about a new pair of glasses? Yes. Okay. New flat screen TV. There's a 70 inch at Sam's club. That's on a discount right now. Yeah uh good
1: question uh the answer is no on on that one That that's an easy one even with but, cyber monday all the all the stuff no
0: but how do they know what what can, can i use my card to buy a tv
1: you know the, the the we we get asked that question quite a bit right so this is your money right so if i have an hsa this is this is really between me and the irs this is my money so you know some providers will let that expense go through however it is between you and the irs to say if you are audited Hey, did you buy that flat screen TV at Walmart for two grand? That's not an approved expense.
0: Yeah, that's probably not medical, dental, or vision expenses. Okay, let's keep going. Yeah. How about x-rays at urgent care?
1: For sure, yeah.
0: Okay. What if I need to take care of a cavity or a filling at the dentist's office? It is, actually. Yeah, dental coverage is, is part of that, yeah. Even braces? Braces are, yes. Dang, okay. Yeah. Um, what about menstrual pads and tampons?
1: Yeah, good question, Justin. You know, prior to the the CARES Act, you actually could not use those. But now that the CARES Act passed, like over the prescription, over the counter drugs, uh, you can now use your HSA for menstrual products and those eligible items, which is a, a, a huge win for the for those folks using that. Yeah, awesome.
0: And if I slide a new pair of shoes in there with, you know, is that frowned upon like the TV?
1: It is. Yeah. So if, if you're buying a, buying a pair of shoes, that is not according to the IRS, um, that is not an eligible HSA item <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Maybe one day, right. Maybe we can lobby and, and get that figured out.
0: What about, I mean, if it's medical dental and vision expenses and mental health is important, what if a six pack of beer, can we, can we make that argument that that's good for my mental health and overall medical well
1: being? Yeah. I'd ask my dad, the answer would be, would be yes. Um, so unfortunately, you know, six pack of beer as a, as therapeutic as that may be, uh, no, not yet, man, live in a crazy world. So we'll, we'll see what the IRS wants to come up with next year, but, uh, that, that might be a tough one to, to slide through.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So tell me this, Andrew, we, if you're on a health savings account, you know, you have a little debit card and yeah. you can just use it at point of purchase to swipe it. And as long as there's money in the account, the purchase is going to go through just like a checking account. But what if I forget, let's say I buy that pair of glasses for $150 and I forget to use my card. What can mm-hmm. I do to still use the money and get those tax yeah. advantages?
1: Yeah. Thanks for asking that. That, That's a good question. We do get that a lot from members Um, because a lot of people do forget and they don't realize that. Yeah. I went to Walmart and I bought sunscreen lip balm, you know, glasses, right? I bought something that then I found out, you know, a month later that oh, shoot, this is covered. So you can go in and reimburse yourself. So the IRA says there is no timeline. So I can have a medical expense or purchase and I can reimburse myself at any time, you know, seven years down the road, as long as I do have that receipt. And that's a common thing when you look at providers that you know, how easy is that process? You know, with Lively, it's a super easy process to, to identify those expenses, go in and reimburse yourself. Great question, man.
0: Okay. And so that takes me to my next thought. And it's actually something that I've struggled with before. Um, when I first got onto a high deductible health plan that had the health savings account component to it, I ended up contributing like 20 bucks per paycheck. So it was about 500 bucks on the year. If you annualize that out between every pay period and my employer matched 500. And then at the end of the year, I got a bonus and I thought, Oh, can I put this? into my health savings account at the end of the year so that I can save a little bit more on taxes. So is that possible? And how much can we contribute into a health savings account for 2023?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll go over all that. Yeah, a couple of good questions in there. Uh, so, number one, yes, you can do that, right? So, if you're putting twenty bucks a pay period, uh, pre-tax, of course, into your HSA, then at the end of the year, you get a thousand dollar bonus or something like that. You can. You can then go back in and do a one-time contribution of of that of that thousand dollar bonus um via via payroll or via your linked bank account. You got a couple options there. Uh, and of course, you know, to your second question is uh, there's a maximum, right? Just like an IRA, HSAs have uh, what we call family maximums and uh, self-only or individual maximum. So for 2023 coming up, uh, the self-only is 3850 bucks. Uh, which is up from 3,650 when you look at 22 compared to 23. So you got a nice increase there. And if I'm on a family plan, it went from 7,300 to 7,750. That's my contribution limit.
0: Great. Good, Good to question. know that those are going up a little higher. And if if we go the latter route on putting that $1,000 bonus into the account via the, the bank account, if our yeah. employer won't let us do it um, pre-tax because it wasn't ahead of yeah. time, could we just... Do we just tell our CPA or or tax people Mm -hmm. to include that thousand dollars? Just let them know.
1: Yeah, you're asking. Those are good. Those are very important questions to consider. So what that is called is an above the line tax deduction. So that scenario is if if that goes in post tax, right? So if I've got you know money from my my paycheck coming in pre tax, right? But the payroll says no, we can't do that via the the payroll function. It would be an above the line, and yet if you do work with a CPA or you're doing a Turbo Tax or something like that. Important to note that that bonus contribution would be treated as an above the line tax deduction. So it's still valuable, right? Still coming coming down on from the deduction, but just treated a little bit differently tax wise. And that is an important uh, differentiator as you're doing your taxes really, really good question.
0: Great. Thank you for that. And yeah. people talk about tax savings. What, what are we actually saving on? I, I, I've, my employer yeah. always says, Hey, you get triple tax savings. You don't have to pay taxes coming in. Yeah. And when you use it for medical dental vision, you don't have to pay taxes coming out, but yeah, man. what are the taxes that we're saving on?
1: Good. Yes. So I think right there, what you've hit on is probably the most critical, I'd say educational gap that exists in the employee benefit market so the high deductible health plan of the hsa so you know i'm i'm an employee and my hr person says hey everyone here's this we've got a ppo and an hmo and all these things right it's open enrollment time Uh, here's an hsa it's a great way to great way to you know save for retirement medical expenses and it's triple tax exempt well just by saying triple tax exempt you've already lost people right you you say the word taxes and, and i'm bored right on board or investment lineup on board too. So it's really important to make sure that folks understand and partnering with the right provider. It's on us. It's on us providers to help educate, you know, on, on good folks like True North to, to have a good educational process around open enrollment too. So that's why you have a good broker partner like yourself and True North, but it's the biggest miss. And so people don't, they think, well, why don't I just put money in my own bank account? I, I don't get why I have a separate thing if it's just a debit card, just like my normal card. So having a provider that says this is what pre tax means, right? You've got this income and you're not being taxed on it on the way in. So you're saving tax dollars pre-tax. This thing can grow tax free. You can invest it. You don't have to invest it. And when it comes out, uh, it's tax free as long as you use it for medical expenses. But it's, you know, it's on us providers to make sure that that we are doing a good job, that people understand the value of the agency versus some triple tax exempt because people don't know what that, what that phrase means. Yeah. Really important, man.
0: Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned like it is a separate bank account. What happens, Andrew, if I move employers mid year, maybe somewhere I've been for like five years. So if I have $5,000 in my house savings account, what happens to that money if I switch jobs? Yeah. Good one,
1: man. Another misconception a lot of people think it's stuck there uh, so if you do change jobs uh, you do have the ability to transfer that thing over right so you can move that 5,000 from here over to your new employer's HSA uh, and people say well why uh, why would I want to do that what's the value to me the employee of doing that um, you know a couple of things you could be saving on fees oftentimes with some providers if you if you leave that organization I mean of course that employer is not going to continue to contribute right you're no longer there right you're off their plan but there could be some additional fees. So with lively for individuals, we're free, right? So the value to me is maybe saving on fees, consolidating too, just like what you think about your investment assets, right? If you got an IRA at Schwab and Vanguard and you know, it's nice to have things in one place to, to do portfolio planning. You know, the same is true of an HSA, right? It's easier to kind of wrap your head around I've got all my HSA in one place so I can have my healthcare expenses better better taken care of. So that's, um, yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of people think that uh, you can't move it, but the answer is yes, you can. And it's really easy process to move online.
0: That's great. And what about, let's say I'm on a high deductible health plan right now. So I'm eligible to contribute into a HSA, but then maybe next year I switch to a PPO plan for whatever reason, right? A PPO or HMO plan. And it's a traditional plan that makes it not eligible to contribute to a health savings account. Am I yeah. allowed to keep using money that's already been in my HSA? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One, you can tell that you know your stuff, man. You can tell that, that, uh, you know, you, you know, your way around this business, man. I, I like it. So, yes, you can. So, some folks do think that because I'm no longer on the high of health plan, oh, shoot, I can't use this. This is a use it or lose it thing, right? But with an HSA, the value, right? So, if you do. Enroll in a, in a PPO for 2023, and you've been in the high deductible health plan for the past five years. You can still use those dollars the same way that you use them when you were enrolled. The only thing that you can't do is, of course, make that contribution. You do need to be enrolled in what we call as a, a qualified high deductible health plan uh, to be able to make that contribution. But you can still take that money out at any at any age at any plan.
0: Okay, so we can yeah. let it sit for a while, a couple of years, if we need to. And I, I think you bring up. Uh, a common myth that I hear from employees of our clients. And that is, I don't want to put a lot in if it's use it or lose it. And I think, Andrew, that's because a lot of people associate an HSA with what they used to know, which was an FSA, a flex spending account. And a flex spending account is use it or lose it. But how do you help people understand that a health savings account is your money and it's a bank account and it's not going anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yep. At least back to what I said earlier. It's it's on the provider, you know. It's on the because when we look at the history of this business, um, you know, you think about two thousand, you know, seven ish, right? We think we think about the the burdens of that boring bank account with no real user experience, no app, no understanding, no educational journey. Like that's the it still is, you know. Oftentimes with HSAs, that's the current state of the business. So when you ask a question like that, if I'm an employee, right, you know, triple tax exempt, I can invest or whatever. And yeah, how is this different than an? FSA? FSA, you know, um, it's on the provider to make sure that they have a, an educational journey, right? So from when you're signing up for something, of course, having a great HR and a broker partner is is helpful too to say, hey everyone, here are our options, here's the value, but it's on the provider to make sure that you are differentiating, helping people understand that here's how you unlock the power of an HSA. And it is different than the FSA. And you're exactly right. I mean, you, you still have those things like dependent care FSAs and there's still value there with FSAs, but I think the HC offers more, more value, more flexibility, and you're seeing more and more growth there.
0: And I'm glad you hit dependent care FSAs, flex spending accounts, because that is one component that you can still utilize. And my my sister does; she has three kids, and daycare is expensive. And I think what what is what is the max now for dependent care, the dependent care flex spending account that can be combined with a savings account?
1: Yeah, yeah. So good question, Uh, and a very popular combination. I mean, myself, married, you know, two kids. And uh, even though they're second graders, we, we put them in kind of daycare in the summer. And that's mm-hmm. of course, extremely expensive. And, um, prior to school, we had them in in the daycare too. So about five grand. So to answer mm-hmm. that question, $5,000 a year is what you can put into the dependent care FSA, but it's a popular combination because you can put the five into your dependent care FSA and that doesn't impact how much you can put into your HSA. So you can max both of those out and unlock the value with, with both accounts. So very, very popular popular combination.
0: Right. And, and I, I, I see that in 7,000, 5,000, whatever that, I mean, that's over $12,000 that a family could put away between a health savings account and the dependent care. And that might seem daunting. Like you might not feel like you can put away $12,000, yeah. but at the end of the day, if that's the money you're spending out, then you're going to maximize your money by paying less taxes.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, you're, you are, you're hitting on the heart of what I view as a, I mean, really a, a, a tough problem in our, in our country, which is financial wellness, which is yeah. emerg- emergency savings, which is, hey, do I have enough money to afford childcare? And I think if the little money that we do make, it, the more- inclusive and reduce that barrier for employees, you know, lower the minimums, don't nickel and dime them, things like that. Those are the folks we want to work with is to be inclusive and say, Hey, I know we're not making a ton of money, but if we can afford 20, 20 bucks a month, that stuff goes a long way. As long as they understand that tax value. Right. And that's back to the heart of what we talked about, which is understanding, yeah, what is the tax benefit to me? Be? And the comparison, like when I talk to my friends and when I do a lively demo for, you know, brokers and employers is comparing an HSA to a 401k mm-hmm. is a great, cause more people probably understand, like when you say 401k, like, oh yeah, I mean, I, I get that. Or by, you know, and it's, you compare it you know, with an, with an HSA triple tax exempt, right? So it goes in tax free, grows tax free, comes out tax free with a 401k goes in tax-free, grows tax-free, but traditional 401k you your tax at your ordinary income level when you when you bring it out, right? So let's say I'm 72 years old, I'm, I'm in retirement, I'm spending down. Uh, worst case scenario with an HSA, if you don't use it on a medical expense, it's tax ordinary income. So if you buy that flat screen TV that we talked about, or, you know, case of beer, right? You take that out when you're 72 years old, you're not penalized. It's just taxed ordinary income, But if you're 72 and you do buy sunscreen, you do buy something that's covered, it's tax-free. But with a 401k, you're taxed. So I always say at worst case scenario, an HSA is as good as a 401k. Best case scenario, an HSA is better economically than a 401k.
0: Yeah. And I think most 70-year-olds have some healthcare utilization going on, so they're probably going to need it anyway. That's that's super great, Andrew. One last thing I want to hit on. I've heard something and I don't know much about it yet. People with diabetes. I believe there's a change Mm -hmm. with uh, people who have an HSA and diabetes. Can you help educate me and all of us on what that is for 2023?
1: Yeah, yeah. Very, very timely question. So. And I think what you're hitting on is the the Inflation Reduction Act, so the IRA that, that was passed recently um, by the administration. Yeah, so it, it is a big win for for diabetics. So prior to you know it, before that passed, if I was diabetic and I had a vial or a pump or insulin, and there's a lot of different products. It's not just insulin. There's a lot of different things that di- diabetics need for their for their health. If you hadn't met your deductible, you couldn't. It wasn't covered. But now because of the inflation reduction act, you are a diabetic, those those items are now covered prior to meeting your deductible. And so that is a huge, huge value. Think about inhalers, rapid tests, short acting, intermediate acting, ultra-long acting. There's a lot in my mom's diabetic. So that's the only reason why I can I kind of speak to that is, is I've been familiar with that. And it's it's great to see things like uh, the CARES Act passed, so menstrual products, over the counters, diabetes—these are great wins for society as we try to take care of people. You know, try to try to do the right thing for for folks. So that's that is a very timely question and, and a recent a recent win for everyone.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge for diabetics and um, yeah. So helpful because my nephew also has type two diabetes and every by the end of January or if not the end of February, they've already hit their deductible, um, which is a big burden. So that's that's a great win. Andrew, thank you so much uh, for being here today. What do you have any closing words for us?
1: You know, I say if if you are a, a broker, an employer, an employee, I think it's just partnering with. A solid broker that cares about these things like this, like you're asking, you know, if you're asking your employers this question that shows that you, you care about the population. And the same thing of a provider, I would ask if you are an employer, ask your provider. How are you communicating to my employees? right? We've got how many employees, but do they understand it? And I think that's kind of my takeaway be ask the tough questions of your broker of your of your provider are they being reactive or proactive and so if they're being like you they're they're taking the initiative to be proactive and make sure people understand the plan and and that's the value of working with true north right it is that part of what you do
0: thank you andrew appreciate that and as andrew mentioned lively is available for individuals so you're welcome to check it out and it is at no cost for individuals so check it out and if you want if you have any questions ask andrew and myself put details in the show notes But other than that, it's 2023. Happy New Year, Andrew. Happy New Year to you too, man.
1: I appreciate you having me. I wish you a lot of success.
0: Three years running. I appreciate it. Enjoy the day.
1: You too, man. See you.